previously on the Infinite Escape Room. It is but a passing xylophone caught in an updraft. What if we all try and run at the door? Does it? What does it smell like? I knew it! <laughs> Mike, you fuck. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals meet up, have a drink or two, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm your host, Jamie, aka the Armchair Escapist, aka Sir, please pull your trousers back up and step away from the cash machine. And I'm drinking a Boss Brewing Company Let the Dragon Roar, a Welsh Pale Ale, which I'm going to open for you right now. I've not tried this before, so this is a live reaction. It's very nice. It's very light. I'm going to have another later. Wonderful. <laughs> I can confirm he's still alive. <laughs> I'm still going. It's only 4.5%, but it is a school night, so I'll behave myself. <laughs> and locked in with me today, we have... I'm Laura, and I'm drinking a white wine that I can't pronounce. Oh, the best kind. Yeah. Mystery wine. Is this one of... One of your uh, mystery wines. It is, yes. I, I once again Ooh. bought the mystery box from Lathwaite of whatever they've got left in the warehouse. Love it. Is it a, Very nice. a French wine you can't pronounce or an Italian wine you can't pronounce? I think it's an Italian wine I can't pronounce. It's got Lovely. a bunch of words on the label. They mean nothing to me. But it's wine. <laughs> <laughs> then tonight's episode is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths. And uh, just like last week, I have a... Tiny Rebels Stay Puffed Marshmallow Porter, which um, is, as ever, delicious. Does it taste like marshmallow? Now, I do quite like Tiny Rebel, but I feel that over the years they've had a bit of a, um, a an issue with quality control. Hmm. Yeah. And that's not to say that things have been particularly bad, but it's been varied. And I swear, the first few times that I had Stay Puffed, it was the marshmallow... Um, taste and strangely texture was far more pronounced like you got that sort of um sort of lathery sort of you know um soft cloudy sort of feel in your mouth and a real like marshmallow punch um now i don't get it quite so much but it's still delicious your palate is so damn refined I'm just going, yep, it's wet, and I'm getting pissed. <laughs> I, I, I am generally exactly the same, but it used to be so pronounced that you could feel, you could actually like, oh my God, there's marshmallow in my mouth. I get you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you don't want to go too far the other way and you start having chewy beer. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a uh, not fan of chewy beer. <laughs> it's like that drinking any sense. Flimp. No. <laughs> Just uh, just because um, we're already off on slight tangents. Have you ever had, um, I think they're from Hotel Chocolat. Um, they are um, desserts as chocolates. And like, you'll eat like, there's one that's like apple crumble. Mm. And aside from it not being the right texture, it tastes just like apple crumble. Oh, man, that sounds incredible. They're really they're good. If you ever get the chance to have them, um, snatch the whole box and gobble them up. The problem is I still have a mortgage left to pay on my house, so I can't get sure. the luxuries of Hotel Chocolat. Not uh, just yet. Maybe ask for them as Christmas presents. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think that's how we got them. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if there's a wealthy dowager that wants to take pity upon me. <laughs> well, um, 
<laughs> I don't know how much they cost. I've not been there because I assume it's too expensive. I've got no idea either. But <laughs> they are expensive. It's like 26 quid for a box of chocolate. You're like, how much? Jesus. When are you going to eat it? <laughs> so you've got three wishes um, or what? <laughs> Uh, before we begin, I'd like to give a huge thank you to our Patreons for their continued support. And I'd like to give a special how do you do to three of our supporters. So thank you to Lily, Colin Walker and Maggie. Thanks very much to all of you for keeping us off the streets and on the air. Woo, you thank are you. the literal lifeblood of the show. So, what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's much like the escape rooms you might be used to seeing in the real world. But this one stretches across all known themes, dimensions and multiverses. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links seamlessly into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. It's well, like those water snakes you got as a kid in those weird, like, hobby shops that you sort of, when you try to lift them and move them, they sort of slide under your hands and you make that sort of ooh sound. It might just be me. You're looking at me <laughs> like there's never a thing that you did. I'm just, I'm not sure what you mean by water snake. A little tube filled with liquid. Like the sausage with a, with a yes. uh, hole through the middle. That's the one. Correct. Yes. I'm pretty sure it was called the water snake. It, it may well be. I, right, I, right, um... right in and tell us. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room while the others try to solve it. If we don't escape within 30 minutes, then we'll lose. And not very nice thing will happen to us. And if we break anything we're not supposed to, we will lose our deposit. Which this week is every single left sock you have ever or will ever wear. It'll be right socks forever. And don't you dare try to put a right sock on your left foot, because it will disappear too. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> at, the, at the risk of elongating this introduction even further, please do. I have some socks, like the ones I am wearing now, which have a left and a right, because there's like a little, um, uh, these ones have got a little bear, which I presume needs to be displayed on the outer um, of the, the person. Um so there is, there feels like there's a left and a right foot. But I also have socks, which have no distinguishing left and rightness about them. So I could wear either of my left foot. Does that mean that I lose both of them? You will just lose one of each pair. But as right. soon as you try to put that sock on your left foot, that becomes a left sock. <laughs> and it too goes. I see. Don't cheat the universe, Ben. I, I just, I don't want to cheat. I just want to <laughs> be sure. <laughs> So, are we uh, all ready? Yes. Yes. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last time on the Infinite Escape Room, you escaped from a mouldy old cabin that was filled to the brim with the stink of your own betrayal. Upon escaping, you were swiftly ejected into the Infinite Lobby, which was inexplicably filled with bees. You immediately take off down the corridor, a swarm of buzzing needles at your back. As you'd expect from the name, the lobby goes on forever, with an infinite number of doors on either side. You try to quickly open a few doors as you run, but they're all locked. Meanwhile, the bees are slowly gaining on you. As you glance behind you, you notice that the swarm very deliberately swerves violently to the side of the corridor as it approaches one door, then resumes its dart-like path to the center of the room. Will you figure that a door that repels bees is the best kind of door you want to get behind? So you double back and run to the door. Before the bees can make your acquaintance, you throw your full body weight against the door and it bursts open. You're immediately hit with a miasma of offensive scents from every corner and surface of the room, and you hear the sound of rage-filled buzzing as the door slowly clicks shut behind you, separating you from the bees. Looking around you, you appear to be in one of those wanky high-end bath bomb shops that cater for the poorly thought-out hen and desperate last-minute Christmas shoppers <laughs> of the world. 
I can smell it now. It's the embodiment of a headache. (laughs) (laughs) There's a clock on the wall that reads 8.30 and you reckon you've got about half an hour before the manager opens up and has you all done for breaking and entering. Looking around you, you can see a powder wall, a coat stand, a desk area and a demonstration table. And your time starts now. What would you like to do? Could we have a little look at the powder wall? Because I'm kind of intrigued. You certainly can. Approaching the powder wall, your nasal cavities are assaulted with a wave of pretentiousness and overpriced faux luxury. You see six large trays with powders of all manner of colours with a sign saying, One scoop per colour, please. Each tray has a button next to it with the label, Audio Description for the Hard of Hearing. All six powder trays are in a single row, and each has a suitably wanky name. From left to right, we have Sand Torpedo. Clouded Passion, Suds Law, Atomic Lavender, Tub Explosion, and Wizzy Fizzy. There's also um, a bath bomb powder press next to all those trays. Oh, so we could press our own uh, bath bomb. Yeah, if you wish. Oh. Do you think, Laura, that it's worth us listening to the audio description of each of them? I think we probably should. We could just try and make something up, but... (laughs) (laughs) Can we... uh, Well, let's have a a listen to um, Sand Torpedo. Certainly. You uh, press the button next to Sand Torpedo, torpedo, and a little voice rings out. This has a super scrubby texture for people who are all sweaty and covered in a thick layer of gris. It will peel at least one layer off and you will be in agony, but you will look amazing. In a very accurate French... Accent. <laughs> Random Northwest European. <laughs> he gets around uh, a lot. <laughs> uh, Laura, do you think we should work down the audio descriptions for each of these? Yeah, just in case they uh, give away something we need later. So we had, uh, was it Cloud Passion next? Yeah, and press the button for Cloudy Passion and you hear, they say that every rose has its tone, but this one really does have thorns in it. It is a perfect gift to punish your enemies. It is like putting a flaming bag of shit on their doorstep, but much more elegant. <laughs> Ding dong, happy birthday. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this this shop is not child friendly, is it? <laughs> it is one of those adult baton shops. I, I, I see. <laughs> for the Hindu crowd. Um, and, and next we had Sud's Law. Uh, you press the button for Sud's Law and you hear, My God, the smell, the texture. The je ne sais quoi, sacre bleu. It is like a pile of cocaine at a baby with a mountain spring and then dip the baby in chocolate. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm unsure what the what the sort of defining feature of that one was. <laughs> uh, I'm going to write it down, smell and texture. So just to explain what I'm doing is I've very hurriedly um, written down each of the names before Jamie very kindly put them into our, um, our, our chat. Um, and I'm just writing down. So the first one, Sand Torpedo, I've got um, the fact that it'll take a layer off, presumably a layer of skin. Um, next one, I've got Thorns. This one, I've got Smell slash Texture, because that seemed um, appropriate. Could we go and have a listen to Atomic Lavender, please? Certainly. Press the button for Atomic Lavender, and the voice says, This is a deceptive little number that changes its odour depending on the bathwater. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. It is a scoundrel, a liar, a rouge, and a fiend. Water-dependent. Yes. Uh, what have we got next? The tub explosion. Yeah, you press the button for tub explosion, and you hear... You know that song from Marron 5, She Will Be Loved? 
Well, you will not be loved if you use this one. You will drive all villagers away. Repellent. (laughs) (laughs) And the whizzy fizzy, please. Uh, You press the whizzy fizzy, and the voice says, This one, it smells of nothing. I'm trying to come up with the words to describe it, and I'm drawing a blank. It is like the purgatory of smells. Why do we sell this? I think by that point, you probably just lost your sense of smell. (laughs) (laughs) It is not the coronavirus. (laughs) The the bath bomb shop where everything smells the same when you're in there. It's just one one offence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so those are the six uh, descriptions of the bath bombs. Um, And when it says uh, one scoop per colour, does it look like we would use um, one or more of them to make a bath bomb? Yes, you can mix and match as much as you want, but it appears that you must use one scoop of each colour. Aha. Interesting. Should we take a look at the demonstration table to see if there's anything on there that can help us? Sweetness. Yes. On the little wooden table, you see a large empty lidded pot set on top of a hot plate that's set to a steady temperature of 100 degrees Celsius. Uh, taped to the front ear of the pot is a sticker that reads, uh, it's got the letters CIS5XG. On the little table is a note giving you instructions on how to make a bath bomb. It reads, how to make the perfect bath bomb. Number one, select your bath bomb ingredients from our lovely selection at the powder wall. Please use the scoop to ensure a balanced mix of flavors. Two, please weigh your bath bomb before pressing. Three, place the powder into the bomb press and pull the lever. Four, add your bath bomb to the pot and select the correct temperature. Our happy assistant Jacques will be just pleased as a peach to assist you. Five, when the light goes green, remove the bath bomb and pay at the till. Interesting. These are flavour. <laughs> now, you know, these, these bath bomb places are pretentious. You're not supposed to eat them, but they're so tempting. You say that, but I remember when I worked somewhere having to order the, uh, the toilet supplies and the urinal cakes came in lemon flavour, which concerned me. Delicious. There's, um, I can't remember what they're called now. There's a there's a, a range of hand soaps, and I think they're called like something Moon. And Faye's mum has them, and there was one that she used to have, which smelt exactly like sherbet lemon. Um, and one day I had to taste it, and it did not taste anything like sherbet lemon whatsoever. So that was, that was a sad story. Everything <laughs> <laughs> tastes like soap. Um, I don't suppose if we cast our eyes around, we can see anyone that looks like a Jacques. There is nobody else around um, in this shop. You are the only ones there. Uh, how about the? What's, is there anything on the coat stand? Uh, on the coat stand, you see one of those little aprons that they wear with a deep front pocket and a little name tag that says Jacques. And there's a little enamel pin badge of the French flag next to it. Uh, you can also see that the coat stand has been strategically placed to cover up a patch of wall that's on the verge of collapse. Like the wallpaper's come off, there's exposed brickwork, and it's all eroded to the point of almost falling apart. And uh, inside that little front pocket, uh, there's a little torn up note that says. Soon I will finish my masterpiece. I am tired of working my fingers to the bone for this corporate monster. Once I have constructed my bath bomb, this old place will be blown to kingdom come. One throw, like a grenade, and kaboom. But I must be absolutely spot on. If the mixture is even one degree off the optimum temperature, it will only blow an hole in the wall. For some reason, you're reading this in your mind, but in a French accent, um, which is a little prejudice, but you shrug it off. Well, I need a French flag on his, uh, his apron, so we can just assume. 
<laughs> it would have been uh, be, been been more uh, um, presumptive if we'd not listened to the recordings first. I feel. Yeah, it's interesting that the way that you said it in your mind sounds exactly the way that I would say it, which is bizarre. <laughs> I was thinking exactly the same thing. <laughs> I think the only place we've yet to look is the desk area. Yes. Um, so the desk in the corner, um, it's got two small drawers underneath. Uh, on top, it's got a little tablet instead of a till and a set of digital scales. Interesting. Are the drawers openable? They are. You rifle through both drawers. Uh, in the top drawer, you find a little battered old iPod touch with headphones. And in the bottom drawer, you find a little metal scoop. Metal scoop. Interesting. Does the iPod have batteries? Or rather, working. Is it working? It is, despite the fact that it's very, very old. Uh, you do pop on the headphones and press play on the iPod Touch, and you hear the dulcet tones of a language tutor. S'amuser avec des couleurs. Fun with colours. Si vous pouvez comprendre cela, félicitations. Vous avez découvert un œuf de pâte cachée. Listen to the colours, first in French, then in English. Rouge. Red. Orange. Orange. Jean, yellow, vert, green, bleu, blue, rose, pink, violet, purple, noir, black, blanc, white, gris, grey, marron, brown. And it clicks off the track. Interesting. I was kind of hoping that um, if you looked down... The, uh, the 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 list maybe like um, if you took the first letters of like red orange yellow green, we'd we'd get something, um, and like I was kind of hopeful to begin with because <laughs> red orange yellow you get Roy. I was like, well, we've not come across Roy yet, but uh, <laughs> oh, he's right. You know, maybe Jacques killed him, um, <laughs> but then we get Gabuk, <laughs> which. Isn't really a word, <laughs> and I tried doing the same with um, with the with the, uh, with the French as well, but that doesn't work. <laughs> Rog. Hmm. Okay. Uh, should we have a look at the tablet? Sure. Uh, so the tablet switches on. It's still got a little bit of juice left. Uh, you notice that the screen has been left logged in to Jacques' emails. The inbox is currently filled with spam, but there's a single item in the drafts folder, and it reads. This place will blow sky high, and I will do my nation proud. The trois will fly, as will the debris from this shithole. I have hidden the ingredients for the bomb in this very store. Nobody will suspect me. Once again, I've managed to read it in that uh, that, that same voice. Your ability to replicate the, and mimic these accents, Ben, is pitch perfect. <laughs> um, Laura, because I am terrible... Um, I don't remember what the French flag looks like. I remember that it has blue, white, and red in, unless I don't, and somebody's going to tell me off. Not um, the right colours. I can't remember. Which order it goes in. I, I suppose maybe we could ask... Oh, blue, white, and red. Uh, you saw it on the enamel pin. So it is burned into your memory. Uh, it is, yeah, a blue stripe, a white stripe, and a white red stripe. I'm just wondering if, um, uh, as a... Um, presumably proud Frenchman, um, th we might want to be looking at these colours to, uh, to to match the perfect bath bomb. Yeah. Um, the, the powders, are they... Um, 
I don't think we, we asked what colours they each were. You didn't. Um, when you look at the powder wall, um, every tub um, is a mess of different colours that you might expect from bath bombs. Yeah. Um, there's no defined single colour in each set of powders. Which is a pain, because if I remember rightly, there was a sign that said, one scoop per colour. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Trixie. Was there, was there a pair of tweezers so we could get individual grains? <laughs> unfortunately, no. I'm sure that wouldn't take more than 20 minutes. <laughs> Just the scoop, unfortunately. <laughs> um, maybe they change... Maybe they change colour when they get heated or something, because there was that tub on a hot plate. There was also the uh, label on it that said CIS5XG. So maybe five times something... And the only one, only colour in French is grey. I don't know what the other ones would, what CIS means. Yeah, so you've got 15 minutes remaining. Um, hmm. I'm wondering, so my, my thinking is whether the CIS has some, if we shift CIS by five, um, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, that doesn't give me anything useful, I don't think. And I'm going to be really crap at doing it the other way. So we've got um, C, B, A, Z, Y, X. X doesn't give me anything useful either for C. Okay. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Um... Oh, no. <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, so I was going to say that the C, we had, um, we did have a powder that was um, clouded passion. So that the C could be maybe for that, but then we didn't have anything, anything that we I, had no. with I. Um, the digital scales, we haven't looked at them yet. Is there anything on them? You look at the scales. It's a large metal plate with a digital display on it, and it currently reads 0G. Zero G. Maybe is it 5 times G, maybe 5 grams or something? Maybe. Um, the wall behind the apron, could we have another look at that? You certainly can. Um yeah, it looks like it's on its last legs. It's pretty eroded. Um, when you, you sort of press it and your physical force isn't enough to to bring the wall down, but you know that a sufficient force will probably do it. So we need to blow through that wall theoretically then. But how? How thick does it feel? It's brick, so fairly thick. I was just um, thinking that the uh, sand torpedo... Um, could take off a layer, um, but presuming that was a layer of skin and not a layer of brick. Uh, you could, yeah, you could listen to the description again if you wanted to check. Yes. Uh, so you listen to Santopi, you listen to the, the voice of Jacques ring out. This has a super scrubby texture for people who are sweaty and covered in gris. It will peel at least one layer off and you will be in agony, but you will look amazing. No idea from that one. <laughs> I, I feel utterly lost if I'm entirely honest. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Would you like a steer? Just go, just go, just recapping with what we know. So we've got the powder wall. We've got six trays. Um, each tray has got powder in it, and there is a description for each of them, which I won't go through. Um, there is also on the powder wall. We've got the press for the um, to make the bath bomb. Mm -hmm. We then have the demo table. Uh, there's a like a little hob thing with a um, with a pot. Um, the hob is set to 100 degrees C. 
The pot has a CIS5XG written on it. Um, we then have the coat stand with the apron. It's, the apron's got a pocket with, which had the note in it, which uh, it was basically saying that he wanted to finish his masterpiece. Uh, there was um, the, the bath bomb. Um, uh, if we had to make it exactly, and it, it couldn't even be one degree off from what he was um, wanting to make. Um, my feeling is we have to make something up and maybe throw it out the yeah. wall. That's sort of where I'm going. Um and then lastly, we had the desk. The desk had an iPod Touch, which basically listed the colours in English and French. Um, it had a metal scoop, presumably for scooping up the uh, the powders. We then had a, a tablet with the uh, with an email on it. Um, again, kind of really just sort of saying similar to what the note in the. Um, uh, in the apron said, um, and we also had the scales. That's everything that I've got written down. And the the ingredients that we need for the bomb are hidden in the store somewhere. Um, yes. Is it worth going through the bath bomb trays, just see there's any, the trays of powders, see if there's anything else in them? Because we're just assuming there's yes. powder in them at the minute. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> you have a good old rifle through. It is just powder in all six trays. Could we inspect the bath bomb press? Certainly. Um, it is a rather ornate and large machine for what it does, which is just a big manual press. There's a slot to put the powder in and a big lever that brings down the press itself. You have 10 minutes remaining. Would you like a steer? Blue. <laughs> blue. Blue. Red. Red. Blue. Okay. BBR. Hmm. Okay. Nope. That was not anything interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking um, that uh, the blue, white, and red, um, we, we kind of said that B, W, and R doesn't make anything, but um, the 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 uh, white in French is, is blanc. Blanc says B, 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 it would basically be BBR. Um, yeah. Gives us anything interesting either. I think we may need a steer. Uh, I would listen to the descriptions of the bath bomb ingredients again. Could we have them top to bottom or left to right, please? Certainly. So, San Torpedo, you press it, it says, This has a super scrubby texture for people who are sweaty and covered in gris. It will peel at least one layer off and you will be in agony, but you will look amazing. You press Clouded Passion and it says, They say that every rose has its thorn, but this really does have thorns in it. It is a perfect gift to punish your enemies. It is like putting a flaming bag of shit on their doorstep, but much more elegant. You press Sad's Law. My god, the smell, the texture, the je ne sais quoi, sacre bleu. It is like a pile of coquet added baby with a mountain spring and then dips the baby in chocolat. Press Atomic Lavender. This is a, a deceptive little number that changes its order depending on the bathwater. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. It is a scoundrel, a liar, a rouge, and a fiend. Press tub explosion. You know that song from Marron 5? She will be loved? Well, you would not be loved if you use this. You would drive all villages away. You press Wizzy Fizzy, and he says, This one, it smells of nothing. I'm trying to come up with the words to describe it, and I'm drawing a blank. It is like the purgatory of smells. Uh, I do this. So, the sand... Uh, I've lost what it is now. The sand torpedo. So, 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 law. There was rouge in there. There was. If I, if I that, that was heard the atomic correctly. lavender. 
Atomic Lab. Oh, it was, yes. Yeah, and um, Blunk in the fizzy wizzy, yeah. wizzy fizzy. Moron was in Tub Explosion, but I didn't get blue anyway. Ah. So do you say you've got red for Atomic Lavender? You said, and yes. What was Moron for Tub Explosion and Blunk for Wizzy Fizzy? And I, hmm. Well, I guess it could just be those those three. Do we want to hear now? Now that I know that I'm listening for colours, do we want to um, listen to the first three again? You press Sand Torpedo, and he says, "This has a super scrubby texture for people who are all sweaty and covered in grease. It will peel at least uh-huh. one layer off, and you will be in agony, but you will look amazing." Grey. You press Clouded Passion. He says, "They say that every rose has a stone, but this really does have stones in it. It is a perfect gift to punish your enemies." It is like putting a flaming bag of shit on the doorstep, but much more elegant. You press his law. He says, My God, the smell, the texture, the je ne sais quoi, sacre bleu. It is there like it a is. pile of cocaine and a baby with a mountain spring and dips the baby in chocolat. Sacre bleu. That's what we're missing. You have five minutes remaining. <laughs> right, so if we put in the bath bomb... Oh, we need to weigh them out, though, don't we? It needs to be the exact weight. Ah... Blue, blue, uh, yellow, and red. So I'm just wondering if we need to put all of them in, or whether we just need to put. Um, oh, well, I didn't write these down very nicely. <laughs> um, Sud's Law, uh, Atomic Lavender, and Wizzy Fizzy, because they're the colours of the French flag. Yeah, but I, I would put them in order, so I'd have Sud's Law. Oh, is he fizzy than atomic lavender? So it'd be red, uh, white, red, blue. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where are you putting these? Uh, these are going into... So we're using the scoop to get each of them. We're going to weigh them. Both of ingredients from the discussion, yeah. Use the scoop to ensure a balanced mix of flavours. Please weigh your bath bomb before pressing. But we don't, need, we don't know what weight it needs to be. Ah, so if we get a level scoop of each of them, um, and I don't know how, but can we like use the scales to weigh each like all the three scoops combined yep so you put uh, a scoop of wizzy fizzy on the scales followed by a scoop of atomic lavender and a scoop of suds law onto the scales and the total uh weight reads 65 g okay um you now have a mass of powder on the scales i was hoping that maybe 65 would give us sorry i was hoping that maybe the scales would give us a a number that looked like it might be a temperature that we'd want to cook it at. I still don't know what the CIS 5XG means either. It might help you to know that the letters IS are the only ones in lowercase. Ah. Celsius, oh, Celsius is five... Times grams. So what's five times 65? So five times 65. 325. W- will the hob go to 325? It see? will indeed. It will, it will go to any anything up to a thousand degrees. So wonderful. <laughs> Ch- shall we bung it at three hundred and twenty-five? And oh, we need to press the. So now that we've weighed them, yeah, let's put everything into the press. Press them into. I'm, I'm assuming is a bowl because they normally bowl. You press um, it into a perfectly spherical bath bomb. Lovely, and then we'll put it in the pot. Heat it. Excellent. Uh, what temperature are you heating it at? Three hundred. Three hundred and twenty-five. Excellent. So you. Press the numbers, it cooks for a minute, light goes green, and you have a very smelly and slightly warm to the touch bath bomb that you can pick up. Should we throw it at the wall? 
Yes. Now, we're supposed to pay, but I haven't brought my wallet. <laughs> well, it's not technically open yet, so I can't imagine their tills are online. Yeah, you're the only ones there. I think it's fine. <laughs> um, so you want to throw the bath bomb on? Yes, please. Where would you like to throw it? At the, At the... Yeah, that damaged bit of wall? Yes. Certainly. So with 40 seconds left, <laughs> you hurl the bath bomb and it detonates on contact, creating a shockwave that blasts you into the corners of the shop. You quickly take cover as the whole building comes down around you, a rain of bricks coming down on top of you. The weight of the debris, coupled with the force of the explosion, causes the whole floor to collapse beneath you, sending you down into an old dank basement. As you dust yourselves off and look around, you notice the lights hammered into the rough stone walls, the wood and iron rails along the floor, and the inexplicable copious amount of Tom Jones memorabilia strewn about, and you realise that it's not a basement, it's an abandoned coal mine. And you have solved my puzzle, but have destroyed the set in the process and have thus lost your left socks. And if I live in tights forever. <laughs> but you've solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I had time.isup still, which is what we use to like sync ourselves. And so when you said, and your time starts now, I made a quick note. And I actually had us only having 30 seconds left. <laughs> um, but I could see it and I was like, if, if there is anything more that we need to do, we have run out of time. No, you, you, were, you were there, you were, you were on the wire, but you did, you did good. <laughs> I, I challenged myself to not to do an episode that required zero visual handouts, and which meant that I had to, to go deeper into the audio side of things, which is equally challenging. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, congratulations, guys. You did good. <clears throat> that was really good. That yeah. Was, there was all of the all of the um, the the colours mixed into the um, descriptions of those powders. I well, it, it took me till that very last listening, and, and in fact, it was only on the last three that I I, I heard it to begin with. Yeah, I, it, you must have said them like four times, I think, in total. Yeah. And the first three times, I like completely missed them. Yeah, I was because you went straight there first. I was a little worried that you'd hear the colours and get really hung up on them. Nope. <laughs> but then, because you'd heard them once before, you didn't go back to them for a while afterwards because you were looking at everything else. Yeah. Ah, shit, I gotta get them back. <laughs> I was like, the words I'd written down for each of the one was not the colours, basically. I hadn't written them down for anything. I'd written down other things about them, yeah. I was hoping that you'd clocked the fact that they were the only things I didn't give you as text in the chat. I was wondering about that as well. I was a bit like, I can't read them. Why can't I read them? <laughs> I, I was on the verge of asking if you would copy them to us. And I go, no, Benjamin. <laughs> I have to tell them to you. <laughs> Do you know me? They're not, um, I, I, I can't uh, put them down because it's a recording, not a, not a text message. <laughs> Don't ruin my puzzle. <laughs> there was one, one tiny thing that you missed um was that the is that you needed to be one degree above or below the three oh. to, to to lower the, the power of the bath bomb to just blow a hole in the wall i completely ignored um, that so you bit. still got out because you blew the whole freaking building apart <laughs> so i was hoping you'd do one or the other i um i misremembered and i'm not very good at reading quickly so I, although jamie has given us a lot of text um in the discord channel um it I wasn't planning on like rereading it because I'm just, we'd have definitely gone over time. <laughs> and lodged in my head was, don't go a degree uh, above or below. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, would you like to hear the alternative ending? Yes, please. Um, so if, yeah, if it had been one degree or above or below, <clears throat> you would have gone, 
with 40 seconds left, you hurl, you hurl the bath bomb at the damaged wall and it explodes in a shower of brick and smelly dust. One of you can't help but hum the secret room jingle from The Legend of Zelda as it opens up. And as the dust settles, you see that there's a short, narrow gap in the wall covered in slime and moss. You shimmy through the gap like a painfully slow video game loading sequence. And as you emerge on the other side, squinting in the suddenly bright sunlight, you hear a low humming sound. But wait, that's not humming. It's buzzing. Oh God, not the bees! <laughs> <laughs> you um, you kind of alluded to the fact that you didn't think we'd go to the powder wall first, but was there anything else that we did that um, you weren't expecting? I had a fear that you would try to break down the wall by any means necessary, like under the assumption that there would be something behind it. I was expecting you to go, how heavy is the press? Can we throw it? Can I use the coat stand to smash a hole through the wall? What could we... <laughs> um, so I'm glad that you were sort of curious, but not too curious about it. I, I was actually um, rather worried about my left socks <laughs> <laughs> and was concerned. I, I, it did cross my mind to try and use the coat stand, but I was like, we hadn't inquired as to what the coat stand was made out of. And if it was wood, it wasn't um, really gonna help. if the wall won, we'd have snapped the coat stand. Mm. <laughs> I got a little hung up on the colours because didn't the um one scoop the recording color. said something like do it in this order uh i said listen to the colours first in french then in english and that then i think the first suggested to me that there was some kind of an order that there wasn't <laughs> it's literally it was literally the rainbow with some extra colours thrown at the end i think apart from that initial going to the powder wall rather than anywhere else that i was hoping you'd go to you solved it pretty good Congratulations. That was, that was awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at Tia underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we really hope you did, we'd be eternally grateful if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. Or, if you're feeling particularly saucy and want to join the inner circle, then why not join our Patreon? Head on over to patreon.com slash theinfiniteescaperoom where you can listen to episodes a week early, get a shout-out on the show, listen to the raw chaos in our unedited episodes, as you'll find out from this one, and if you're really lucky, I'll name a star after you. And in centuries to come, when mankind rules the galaxy, there'll be epic wars fought over resources on other planets, and a great battle will be fought in the star system that bears your name, and forevermore your name will ring out with the echoes of glory. Or something like that. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye. Fare thee well. The Infinite Escape Room does not have the power, time, money, resources, or inclination to name stars or star systems. We will not be held liable for any wars fought in this or any other galaxy from now until the end of time. Please consult the Doctor if Echoes of Glory last for more than four hours. If you manage to find the Easter egg hidden in this episode, send us a tweet and let us know. Terms and conditions apply, and all rights reserved unless you have a reservation.